The following podcast contains spoilers for Mom and Dad with Nick Cage and Selma Blair. Yeah! That was a terrible Nick Cage impression. I apologize, but you have been warned. Not the bees. Not, not the bees. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel. Me gusto. Hello. Mm, greetings. How are you? We're doing it. Yeah, we no. are. I forgot oh. to mention that I'm wearing uh, some s- s- fancy glasses that you'll see in our trailer reaction oh. video once I edit it. Uh, forgot to mention. Uh, like, is, is one of the lenses missing? Like, you, like no, it's it's blue screen glasses because com- computer screens have been hurting my eyes lately because yeah. I'm old. Are they the yellow tint ones? No, I, they're oh. like clear ones. But I should have gotten the yellow tint ones. Oh well. Oh. But uh, how you been, Glenn? Just living the dream over here, buddy. It's like a sauna in my room right now, so like I'm hotter than usual. Oh, you're beautiful. always hot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to break the bad news here, I haven't um, watched any movies. You haven't so. watched any movies other so, than Mom and Dad, I hope, because yeah. this podcast is going to be me talking about Nick Cage. Yeah, it's just going to be you talking about Nick Cage. Oh, boy. Okay, well, you know, I don't want to say I'm angry, but I am very disappointed. You can't be as angry as him, so... It works. As Nick Cage? Yeah, that's yeah. very true. He's he's a in the movie he's angry. He doesn't seem like an angry person in real Seems life. He's like a very calm human being otherwise. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh but I have seen I think what was it? Including Mom and Dad six movies. Mm-hmm. Uh the first one being I'm thinking of ending things, which I kinda talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh Charlie Kaufman written and directed based on a book by Ian Reed. And starring Jesse Plemons, Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, David Thewlis. I also did a Mike's recommendation video for it. He did. Uh, on YouTube. And, and it was good. Yeah. If you want to check out YouTube, if you want to see what my thoughts are on that, it is a interesting movie. Glenn, I do recommend it to you, though. I actually was going to watch it yesterday, but then I didn't. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the first one I watched. Then I watched Birds of Passage. Which is directed by, or w- one half of the directors is uh, Ciro Guerra, or Ciro Guerra, Guerra uh, who did Embrace of the Serpent, which we've talked about on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. And I also did a recommendation video for it on YouTube. Uh, that was like three years ago, though. Uh, this is another movie of his that he did, and it is fucking phenomenal. Um, I would imagine. It's essentially about how this, uh, without giving too much away, this Colombian native. Uh, starts um, trafficking drugs to, you know, to make money, provide for his family, and it kind of starts eating away at his heritage uh, and his uh, his culture. So it's it's a, it's a phenomenal film. I highly suggest okay. everyone check it out. Birds of Passage was great. Uh, then Mom and Dad we'll get to in a second. Then I watched Frida, which is about Frida Kahlo. Uh, the famous artist. Uh, most people would know her as the artist with the unibrow. Um, she or, or me, or you. What? 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 It's blonde, but it's a unibrow. You have a blonde unibrow. Mm. Wow. Anyway, about Frida. <laughs> about Frida, uh, starring Selma Hayek, Alfred Molina, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, the movie overall was pretty good. Um, 
the tagline is terrible because the tagline is prepared to be seduced. Uh, <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, just, and just my life's tagline. <laughs> also, before I watched this, I read some of the disturbing things that uh, Harvey Weinstein did behind the scenes, which made this film a lot creepier to watch. Yeah. Um, especially the scenes with like sex and nudity. It's just Harvey Weinstein has ruined so many great movies just by being associated with them, and it's fucking terrible. And of course, he's ruined lives too, which is a lot worse <laughs> than the movies yeah. he's ruined. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of annoying when he he pops up still. Uh, I guess I, I only have myself to blame because I like watching movies. But uh, then I watched the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I want to believe with that. It's that not the it's, you just this. It's it's not. Uh, Spring Breakers is still worst, but uh, it's called One Br. This movie has been getting so much hype on Netflix because it's a horror movie, and horror fans know nothing. Jon Snow. Uh, but it's the, the the premise is so fucking stupid. Uh, I'm gonna save everyone some time. What is it called? It's called One Br One Bedroom. Um, it's essentially like a cult that is 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 an apartment complex. But like, so so they take new tenants captive and and torture them until they start like becoming the kind of neighbor that they think the kind of community that they think they should be and everyone falls for it and it's so fucking stupid and first of all they kill a fucking cat i don't want to even get started on that but it, it just doesn't make sense because like it's not like it's in the middle of nowhere where if you tried to escape you yeah. wouldn't be able to because you're far, far from they're in the middle of la just right. escape and run down the street and then spoiler alert skip 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the end of it they do a whole invitation thing where the whole street is like that. Do you remember in the invitation? Did yeah. you see the invitation? Where, yeah. like, the red lights all across the, the uh-huh. canyon? They they do something like that, only it's not as effective because it's just a street and, and like, sacrifices have not been made. It's and just, not all of California. <laughs> it's not all of California. It's r- so fucking stupid. So don't watch one b- BR. I watched it for you. You don't have to. It is the worst fucking movie I've seen in a long time. With that statement, I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, I mean, watch it if you want to, but it, I do not recommend it, and I, it's so fucking stupid. Oh, uh, <laughs> hour and a half. Okay, that's yeah. manageable, at least. Yeah, it feels really long, but it's, it's oh, yeah. Then I watched a movie called The True Don Quixote, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a modern retelling of Don Quixote uh, with this guy who hits his head and starts to think he's Don Quixote. Um, it's fine. That's all I have to say about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's got um um Jim uh, Tim Blake Nelson from uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou for people who know him, and he's pretty funny. You know, it's got the uh, the best friend of Peter Parker in the the Homecoming Spider Man series, um, whose name I forget. But well, it wasn't Neil, was it? He's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I don't care enough about Spider Man to know what his name is. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I watch for this week. Let's get into some news, shall we? To to make up for that, for yeah. you know, watching not watching any movies, I got like kind of three articles to go off of right here. So, Ooh. you mind if I just jump right on into it? Go for it. All right, sick. Orange County movie theaters can reopen, potentially growing tenants' California footprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orange County is in California, by the way. Um, they are now able to open to 25% capacity. Uh, movie theaters and restaurants are allowed to do that, even churches. Because the Lord. The Lord. Um, 
so yeah, we uh, might finally be uh, getting there, but also we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Ten, I, ten I heard some yeah. contradictory news. But. Yeah, I I did too. But yeah, this, is, uh, this was an article as of yesterday afternoon. So since mm-hmm. then, who knows? Yeah, um, I know Pennsylvania's Corona um, ratings are kind of getting a little bit higher than they were from colleges reopening up so i don't i don't know how it's almost as if they shouldn't have forced colleges to go back to in person yeah Um, it's almost like the federal government continues to make this worse than it is yes i mean hopefully everything sticks around people can go watch movies tenant can get some more money considering it deserved more money than that but i mean just from being the the first blockbuster well would be blockbuster uh, from opening it deserves to make its money back um, and then so, so we got that piece of news um, we just talked about the Dune trailer and how um, Warner Brothers is kind of trying to save the movie business by mm-hmm. uh, releasing Tenant in the first place um, but with this article that I've got here um, they're at least going to push Wonder Woman it's not official yet but there may be a Wonder Woman pushback again to probably either November or December um so who knows? I, d- does that article say if it is um, mainly to try to get more holiday traffic or? I would assume so. <laughs> I mean, Dune Dune's releasing in the holiday season, yeah. Yeah, I believe it's. Uh, last time I checked, I think. So it's I would imagine Christmas. Warner Brothers is just like fuck it. Yeah. Go your holiday season watching all of our movies. <laughs> I also heard that Soul is going to go to Disney Plus, maybe. Yeah. Which. Which that was really weird. I scrolled down. There's a yeah. Soul advertisement right there. The thing that that bothers the shit out of uh, 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 bothers the shit out of me how Disney is handling this is Disney is one of the reasons that Netflix can never like get releasing because they're always just like, oh, you can't you can't have it released in theaters for three weeks and then go straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing something worse, which is making you pay extra mm-hmm. from your streaming service to then watch and own the movie. Yes, which sir. Which might for for a worse experience. Like, regardless of if if uh, like people prefer watching it at home or not, objectively, it is a worse experience to watch it on a TV. Yeah, it's not even you're not people, even renting it. You're buying the movie technically. Yeah, and, to and watch it on that platform, and and then they they have the audacity, and I'm sure that they're going to make a big push for Oscars when the time comes too. Yeah, and, and they're also one of the people that have been like fighting for Netflix to not get any Oscars. It's very hypocritical, in my opinion. Which I mean, we're all hypocrites in some way, but like, but yeah, I mean, they're the way they're going about pretty is bad about it. Yeah, it's it's fucking horrendous. Um, I have then... I have no bitter feelings about it though <laughs> yeah i mean it is tis what it is i mean yeah i i wouldn't mind seeing soul but i haven't seen any trailers or anything really for it so i can't uh it looks pretty good it's, if a it, Pixar if it's movie, gonna so. be uh, if it's gonna be anything i hope it's at least somewhat as good as coco because mm-hmm. coco was phenomenal even though yeah, i fell definitely. asleep through it on our review but here that's here nay um so speaking of netflix um the last piece of news is kind of like a double netflix for me um the first one's going to be about uh, Adam Sandler's new movie that he's got Ooh. coming out, uh, Hubby Halloween. 
of images of his first movie is finally being uh, released. And if uh, what a lot of the internet is freaking out about right now is because uh, he said he was going to make the worst movie of all time if he got snubbed by the Oscars. So mm-hmm. this is that follow-up movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually being serious about it, but knowing him, it'd be kind of funny if he did. I I mean, he was not being serious. I'm, I I guarantee you that he he tries to make things that are entertaining regardless. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that they're probably not good movies, but as long as they're entertaining, I don't think he cares. Yeah, uh, I'm speaking just from my perception of it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there is no way in hell that they could have made a movie this fast from him getting snubbed from the Oscars. Yeah, especially with the pandemic going on, there's no way in hell. So if 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 he is being serious about that, it is not this one. So <laughs> yeah, so if if he actually does eventually do it, because like the internet's free out there, like just remember what Madam Sandler said if he got snubbed by the Oscars and then those people don't know how long it <laughs> yeah, takes to make yeah. a goddamn movie. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and then the other kind of like adaptive Netflix thing is that uh, I guess someone had asked Netflix. Um, like why or if they would ever go down the road of having ads and they were just like no we've <laughs> gone this long why would we do that in the first place yeah they, they, they seem pretty well managed so yeah. um, I don't have an article on that but I kind of just wanted to spout that out there and how yeah. Netflix is superior Netflix sponsors Netflix sponsors please please um, is that all you got? Uh, yeah, but that's it for me. Let's uh, move uh, on to you, Daddy. I got one piece of news. Uh, the Oscars have um, announced mandates uh, for being uh, eligible for Best Picture and other categories. Uh, that pe- they, they would have an it have to have. God, I'm fucking this up. <laughs> so. The Academy announced mandates that would take place in 2024 that would require films to meet certain inclusion categories uh, in order to be considered for best picture. Um, One of them that I saw is that at least one of the top billing characters would need to be uh, a marginalized uh, member of society, you know, whether it be LGBTQ, um, certain race like Asian, black, Hispanic, all that. And there's other other mandates. They have to meet two of the four categories uh, in order to to be eligible for Best Picture. A lot of conservative uh, celebrities are upset about it, which I understand because I am also against like mandating art to yeah. be. But if you read the the categories carefully, and I'm sure this will happen, there are very obvious loopholes around it. Like they could hire us a massive amount of uh interns that fit into those categories which is not at all the correct way to go about it in my opinion but i don't think these are going to be as big of changes as people think they're going to be to the point where it, it it makes art suffer that's what a lot of these people are claiming which i i understand those complaints but i think that it's it's more or less just the initial shock of these mandates and reading them without reading into them what they are. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check out what those mandates are, you, there's an article on L.A. Times that it breaks it down pretty well uh, as to like why people shouldn't panic about these and why they're actually a good thing. But I do understand why initial reactions would just be like... Kind <laughs> Hell of no. Back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that is my news. 
for this week should we get into mom and dad i think it's time for mom and dad it's time for mom and dad mom and dad what is the rush today it's like you're waiting for a buffet what's going on is that mckenna's mom are now coming in of parents murdering their own children. Listen to me, we have to get out of the house before mom and dad come home. Dad? Mom and dad. A teenage girl and her younger brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origin causes parents to turn violently on their own kids. Directed by Brian Taylor, written by Brian Taylor. It stars Nicolas Cage, Selma Blair, Ann Winters, and uh, honestly, the only other like, I mean, no offense to them, but like, notable actor was uh, Nicolas Cage's dad. Yeah, um, I mean, Joseph D. Reitman's pretty well known. He played the teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's one of those faces that everyone knows but doesn't know his name. Uh, so, mom and dad. <laughs> Mom and Dad is a movie. It, uh, yeah, so last last week when you watched this, you sent me a, a text saying, yeah, this is this is a movie, all right. It's certainly a movie, yeah. Um, and, and then I just watched it this morning, and I sent you a text back saying, this is, a, this is very much a movie. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who aren't aware of Brian Taylor's work, uh, he's directed the, the Crank movies, uh, Gamer, Ghost Rider, uh he directed a whole bunch of episodes for the show happy um he is a very stylistic director in my opinion to a fault sometimes what a fun thing about all that is that most of those movies aren't like cherished well in any sort of way no but they I are say, they are fun they are yeah. very energetic yeah happy is probably his best reviewed work it's mm-hmm. a t- tv show uh, but it, it works for the TV um, format. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say his best movie is probably Gamer with uh, Gerard Butler yeah. uh, and Michael C. Hall. Um, that's not to say it's a great movie, but it it most resembles what a movie should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Crank, I, I enjoy. I think it gets a little too much hype. You know, if people yeah, love I've, it, they love it. But I've had Glenn, I had a Glenn's Day on Crank. Yeah, it's so, a fun movie, but I I wouldn't say it's yeah. good. And it's, I mean, the um, the the least amount of like whatever you're getting out of those movies, you're at least getting some sort of fun out of it. Yeah, and that is definitely what's going on in this movie as well. Yeah, this um, movie I loathed the way that it was edited. Mm-hmm. Um, I I specifically the sound mix. I thought the sound mix was god awful some of those uh, sounds sounded like some stock stuff too yeah oh it absolutely was like there was and one of like somebody hitting a trash can or something and you the thing exactly is the way expect. he edits is like super uh, to use the uh subtitle of crank 2 it's the way he edits is very high voltage it's it's very <laughs> quick very action-packed even when it's like not super action-packed he he makes it look like a 1990 skate video um with how it's cut you know just random cuts really awkward shots uh and most of the time i think it warrants it crank crank high voltage gamer the way he films those 
always is warranted in my opinion. Yeah. This I did not think was action packed enough to warrant it. I think he tried to do that with yeah. certain things and it just made it awkward and I mean the combination of the editing and Nick Cage and how he acts yeah. works, but as a whole, no, it didn't really work with everything else going on. Mm-hmm. Cuz he's fucking wacky. Yeah. <laughs> the, the movie's wacky. It makes sense like all that. But I mean as as a whole it didn't really work but it's it's so funny seeing the combination between nick cage and all that and brian mm. taylor's style oh yeah definitely it, it's it's an entertaining enough movie uh i don't think i cared enough to really pay attention mm-hmm. um the only time i really cared is when nick cage was on there the most interesting character which i think was by design was selma blair because mm-hmm. she had moments where she felt like she kind of realized what was going on, but then snapped back into it. Snapped back into it. It was just a really weird movie, and I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is the the plot is basically that uh, there's kind of like this weird television radio broadcast going on that kind of makes the parents turn violent on their kids, like. Mm-hmm. Like it goes off in like this one morning, um, and then all the, all the parents are waiting outside these kids' schools, just ready to beat their fucking asses, literally to death. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the whole plot. You're just watching parents kill kids, and I mean, listen, we all wanted to kill our kids from time to time. I don't have any. I want to kill my kids already. Um, but, but this is this is that's literally the plot of this movie. It's just like I'm gonna kill my goddamn yeah. kids. It's it's like a a group of parents got together and and pitched him this idea. It's like wouldn't it be funny if just like throughout the country all parents started killing their kids? It's like it's like they got he he ended up in an AA meeting except for the AA meeting was just filled with parents annoyed <laughs> with their kids. They're like. Your kid is so good compared to my fucking kid. I would strangle. And he's just writing this shit down like, this is goddamn genius. Genius. <laughs> genius. We're going to put it in the picture. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fun uh, movie. It is, um, yeah. Nobody, nobody like, in like like you said, nobody's really noteworthy and sticks out to you besides Selma Blair and Nick Cage in this mm-hmm. because they're given the most time and just, hey, it's Nick Cage. You'll pay attention to him regardless. Yeah. Just how crazy he gets. But the the side characters, there's not much there to actually care yeah, about. Yeah, even the kids, like I didn't give a shit about mm-hmm. the kids, uh, the main kids. The the my biggest problem with this movie, other than the sound design, is I hate movies that are obviously that written by an adult for the teenagers, mm-hmm. where they're just using slang that no one really uses anymore, at least seriously, and and it's just. Especially the texting in the beginning. That oh was kinda, yeah, that was kind of funny. It's it's cringy. It's just it's it it. I don't know. I I feel like for me, this is just me personally. To enjoy a movie, there needs to be some kind of immersion, and I can't feel like it was written. And I felt yeah. very much so that this was written. And I don't know if that makes any sense to most people, but I know what I'm saying, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, um, like I I don't want to be able to see the script. While I'm watching the movie, you want to read a script and see the movie, not see the movie and read the script. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, so. 
I've said multiple times. This movie, this movie was fun, but it wasn't really entertaining in any sort of way. You, you were there for Nick Cage. You were there for Selma Blair. You were there for just parents kicking their kids' asses. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get enough of that, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely. There was a weird flashback where it focused on Nick Cage's backstory and him being a teenager and stuff like that, um, and then him destroying a pool table and more, more hysteria to Nick Cage to work mm-hmm. with. But I don't think it was genuinely warranted. Um, you kind of got that through the uh, the movie and like yeah. him, him just talking to his kid about it instead of doing a whole flashback about it. Yeah, and um, at random points too. Like the first yeah. time, it did not make sense at all. It was just. And then, um, I w- one thing I did think was cool is that it wasn't only just like like middle age like parents trying to kill their kids like teen kids it was just like nick cage's parents show up for dinner and just he oh fucking, yeah sh- his dad shanks him like six times in the in the ab in the abs the legs and the ass doesn't he go mommy <laughs> mommy no yeah and then um you have the selma blair's sister who just has a newborn and tries to kill the kid immediately mm-hmm. um i don't remember if she succeeds i don't think she does uh well she doesn't succeed but the hospital asks her to give the the let her niece or nephew like back to the hospital so she, they can give it to her mother after you know this oh, yeah. mother just which i don't think would actually happen that's no. another thing where like i'm watching the movie and can see it written i was like They're oh like, yeah. you're gonna have to give that kid back she's like you just saw what happened in there right i, I would be like the, the same fucking thing I'm like you just saw her trying to kill her own kid yeah yeah, yeah. um it's so that was that was a thing too um mm-hmm. What else? It, it really just feels like it was just a first draft, and they didn't go back to fix it at all. Yeah, they I just mean, typed it out in in one drunken evening, and then they're just like, yeah, okay, I mean, this is good. That's kind of how like uh, Kevin Smith made Tusk, but it wasn't a drunken evening; it was just a podcast. Yeah, um, but I mean, even so, that felt like more put together than this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for what it is, if we're putting it on the t- for what it is, it's not a bad movie at all. Um, yeah, you, you're it, not I really. Mean, I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah, it was definitely a quick kind of time waster. I I was having fun with it, but I didn't like say it was like it's a good movie or anything. Yeah, I was I was fun. having fun with it too. Just a lot of a lot of the technical aspects annoyed me just because they had no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really it. That's what it boils down to. Is that like I I just like this again. Me personally, I like to think things to have a reason, and. His style of filmmaking makes sense for Crank, where it's just constant action. Yeah. But there's a lot of dialogue in this where he did the same thing, and then it just it didn't make sense for that. Um, oh, and, and, and then the and then the ending to this kind of left it open ended with whatever would happen. Yeah, it kind of felt like they wanted a sequel, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're gonna get that sequel. Um, or he just left it open ended for you to figure out whether Nick Cage got out of his binding. Well, the kid. All right, so the kids binded up their parents. And they're stuck to this pole, and then Nick Cage gets a, a pool ball, and then Nick Cage starts screaming, and then cuts to the credits. Whether he cut out of his bindings with a pool ball or not, and smashed his kids' heads in, is beyond me. But maybe it's up for you to decide. Maybe it's up for a sequel that won't happen. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm ready, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. So yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't have much to say to be honest yeah i i said more than i thought i would honestly yeah i i <laughs> tried to i tried to make it a little bit longer than yeah, just a, hey this movie was crazy if, if you like nick cage watch it for nick cage <clears throat> otherwise 
If you like Selma Blair, she's good in it. Yeah, Selma Blair. It's been a while since she was in anything like uh, that. I I've seen at least. Yeah, and um, it is what it is. It's a fun movie, Mm -hmm. but not a good movie in any sense of the word. So I guess we should get into the judgment. Yeah, Glenn, it is your movie. Does this make it onto the shelf? Honestly, if if the shelf boys, all right. Let's 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 go. Let's put it a picture. If the shelf boys were the kids, right, and mm-hmm. we were the parents, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be any shelf boys anymore because we'd fucking murder them. So we'd murder them. So it, sadly, it's a no. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't yeah. anything to put up on a shelf boy compared yeah. to <gasps> Handmaiden and <laughs> Apostle. Apostle. Yeah, I I would completely agree. It's a fun movie. If you got nothing else to watch, sure, watch it. But there's a a shit ton of fun movies that are I would recommend before watching this one. And a, a shit ton of mo- fun movies that I think are just fun and not good that I would put on the shelf before this one. Um, so, yes, Mom and Dad does not make it onto the shelf. That brings us to plugs. Glenn, mm. what is your plug for this week? Listen, we've all watched Ghostbusters and such movies that... That have our main man, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rick Rick Moranis, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan Reynolds, my my fucking Lord and Savior. I pray to him every night. I say, <laughs> Lord, give that Canadian beast the wonder of my world. And you know what he did? He brought Rick Moranis out of retirement to act in his new Mint. I guess it's a cell phone company uh, commercial. It's a cell phone company. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like a little 40-second ad with Rick Moranis and Ryan Reynolds just, you know, fanboying over Rick Moranis. But he's like, hey, cell phones. <laughs> yeah. So So we're giving free boy. ad space to Ryan Reynolds. Hell yeah. <laughs> for Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. So what do you want me to do? You want me to say something about Mint? Uh, no, that would have been smart. But uh, No, it's $30. It's unlimited. It'll do just fine. Sounds good. I really got to get a phone. So why am I here? I'm just it's a huge fan. Oh, stop it. Come on, no, stop it. No, seriously. Massive. That's it? That's it. See ya. Uh, so that's going to be on really any platform, but it's on Ryan Reynolds' uh, uh, YouTube page, Ryan and Rick Moranis. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is the Mint commercial with Ryan and Rick Moranis. Uh, my plug is, I guess it's also kind of a commercial, free ad space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, Criterion Collections YouTube page. Uh, they have those videos where the uh, actors and directors go into uh, their closet and just pick a whole bunch of movies for them. For oh, free. Who, we got, who we got this time? We got Paul Dano's Closet Picks. Oh, the Riddler uh, himself. The Riddler himself, uh, the Swiss Army Man himself. The Milkshake or Man the guy himself. With this, the Milkshake Man just a great actor, director mm-hmm. of Wildlife, which I feel like is an underrated film. I think he's just underrated all altogether. He is just underrated altogether, and I really hope that you know him as the Riddler pans out well. I think it will. I think he's great. I think he's going to kill it. Um, so that is Paul Dano's Closet Picks on the Criterion Collection YouTube channel. Okay, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give some shout outs along the way to to some movies that I really, really, truly adore. One uh, filmmaker that really kind of changed how I thought about film is is Ozu, um, and I just don't 
think I knew you could make films like he does, that you could just put the camera somewhere, rely on the composition and just sort of like the image and the cut. And that the sort of rhythm of it, uh, his storytelling. And that is our plug, my plug, our plugs. Our plugs. For this week. You can check those out both on YouTube uh, or you can just Google them. I'm sure they'll direct you to YouTube. But it is time to pick our movie for this week. Netflix? Netflix Roulette! Netflix Roulette! It is Netflix Roulette week. I'm sorry. I was changing settings on here that for some reason weren't (laughs) saved uh, from the last time we did. So, for those of you who don't know, the way Netflix Roulette works is we spin the wheel three times, get three different movies, and then pick which of those three movies we're going to watch for next week's episode. Glenjamin Button, are you ready? I'm blowing my fingers right now. I'm ready to spin. (laughs) Okay, spin that Wheel. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Okay. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, I believe it is written by George Lucas, if not characters are by George Lucas. Uh, written by Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, yeah, so George Lucas is the characters. Starring Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, and Ronald Lazy. Uh, John Reese davies It is about, in 1936, an archaeologist and adventurer, Indiana Jones, is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. Um, I don't... Everyone knows what that movie is, so we're going to spin again before commenting on that. Spin number two. Jonathan, from 2018... What did I expect out of that? Oh, wait, did I, I found it. <laughs> I typed in Jonathan and expected Scott a Ansel movie Elgort. popped up. Oh, wow. Uh, so directed by Bill Oliver, written by Gregory Davis, uh, P- Peter Nikowitz, and Bill Oliver as well, starring Ansel Elgort, uh, Susie Waterhouse, Patricia Clarkson, and Matt Bomer. It is about Jonathan leaves the office every day at noon. When he gets home, he goes to sleep. Every morning he wakes up and there is breakfast prepared for him along with the video telling him about the second part of his day. Uh, it is rated at a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 62 Metacritic score, and that is Jonathan 2018. But we got one more spin, Glenn. Any it, guesses to what this is going to be? It's definitely going to be a crime drama. Crime drama. Okay. Spin number three. Jaan tu ya Jaan na. Called it. <laughs> uh, it looks like a Bollywood movie. Oh my god. Okay, there we go. It's from 2008. Oh, I thought it said Irfan Khan, but it's Irman Khan. Or Imran Khan. Um, it is written by Abbas Tyreluala and directed by that same person who I will not try to butcher that name again. Uh, starring Imran Khan, Janela D'Souza. Manjari Fadnis and Ayaz Khan. It is about two best friends being convinced that they are not in love. Search for each other's love. Two hours, 35 minutes. Oh, God. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, but it is two hours and 35 minutes. So, Well, those, I got drama, right? It's not a crime drama. It's a comedy it's not, romance. It's a comedy drama romance. So those are our three movies. We got Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Jonathan, and Jaan to Ya Jaan Na. Alright, so hear me out. I'm hearing. Raiders of the Lost Ark I've never fully watched. I've watched <gasps> a good bit, but I've never fully watched it. 
Jonathan, I've actually, I'm actually kind of interested in. Uh, mainly because uh, Ansel Elkort. Plot seems cool, but it's got low ratings. This Jaantu Anjana is a lot to handle. <laughs> it's a lot to handle in my opinion. It ears. is a lot to handle. Uh, so can I make score. an executive decision? And yeah. I can I can tell you and you can tell me if you agree with it or not. If you have not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark all the way through, it is this podcast's duty <laughs> to force you to fucking watch it all the way through. Well, the, so next week's episode is going next to be Raiders episode, of the Lost Ark. <laughs> next week's episode, we're going to be watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't need to go through everything again because everyone knows what this fucking movie is. Even Glenn, who hasn't seen it all the way through, knows what it is. <laughs> so that is our pick for next week. You can watch that on Netflix. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the Lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there, Tarnis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore Film underscore Review. Twitter, Keystone underscore Film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn da, KFR. Da, 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 da. Glenn's going to watch it all the way goddamn through. Goodbye, everybody. It's... Bye. Bye.